Here we go. Let's go, boys, in five, four, three, two. Hey, what's up? I Carly one. <laughs> Welcome back to the Magic Blitz podcast, an uncensored podcast on the theme park industry in and around the Orlando area. My name is Josh. I will be your host as always. And as always, we will be joined by the rest of the O-Town boys right here in the Sunshine State, located in the city beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Drew Thompson. How you doing, Drew? Hey, what's going on? It is uh, great to be back, as usual. Looking forward to another, I gotta say, unreal episode of the pod. This one's gonna be nuts. Yeah, it'll be a good one. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, all the way up in the smallest state, as always, give it up for Ziggy Carlson. How you doing, Zig? It's uh, good to be back. Usually I'm last, so I was taken back by this, but you know what? It's good to mix it up. Keeps me on my toes. Let's dive on it. Yep, that's the plan. Keep you all on your toes. And last but certainly not least, give it up for the new owner of Bob Iger's new biography, Nikki Klaus. How you doing, Nikki Klaus? Hey, Josh. Never want to be last again, but uh, it's good to be here. Let's talk some Disney, eh? All right. Well, I will keep that in mind when we do the next one. Yeah, and let's talk about Disney, exactly that. A lot's been going on since the last podcast that came out uh, last Wednesday. We're going to try to keep on that Wednesday schedule, um, if we all can. But, um, yeah, a lot's happened. Uh, the monorail broke down. Um, Skyliner cast previews have started. Entertainment cuts galore. But uh, we'll jump into all of it. In a second, we'll kind of just go by, uh, go through each park and then talk about the big news. Uh, we'll start in Magic Kingdom with kind of something that we were all taken back on Twitter and on YouTube, the channel Mickey Views, which you should 100% check out if you like us, then I would assume you would like Mickey Views, has reported that inside sources have said that the Magic Kingdom Castle, Cinderella's Castle, will be painted rose gold for the 50th anniversary, which if you don't know is in two years for in 2021. Boys, let me get a quick take on what we think the rose gold castle, the, give me a take on it, Ziggy, go for it. Okay, so um, during D23, they showed us some sort of like snacks and the things that they would have. We only got a quick little glimpse. Um, and it wasn't anything that was to do with rose gold. So right off the bat, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm already, okay, maybe. It was, the color it was though, was the cotton candy. It's a spirit jersey we had. I think they're gonna go more towards that. I think rose gold is something that is not Disney specific. I think they wanna go something more that's gonna be Disney. Rose gold, I can get an iPhone rose gold. I can get a shampoo rose gold. It, it's, it, it's too much. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to do this cotton candy. I don't know about this rose gold. What do you think, Nikki Klaus? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree looking at that stuff from D23. Um, we get a different look than rose gold. I'm not a real fan of kind of the, I don't, don't want to say logo or color palette that they have for the 50th. It's kind of like a, to me, it looks like an 80s or 90s pastel look. Not a big fan of it, but uh, 
I mean, we'll see. Uh, Rose Gold, yeah. What Braden was talking about on Mickey Views, it made a little bit of sense, but uh, yeah, I think they're definitely going to kind of go more towards this kind of watery rainbow pastel look more than the uh, Rose Gold, I, I would think. But uh, anywho, Andy, what do you think? Uh, just like you guys, not a fan of the Rose Gold. Uh, like Ziggy said, um, I can get an iPhone that's Rose Gold. Everything's fucking, like, Rose Gold these days. I don't, like, it just doesn't, uh, doesn't seem like something Disney would actually do with the castle. The fucking sacred castle. Um, I think, honestly, just paint it brown or something and call it a day. <laughs> dark brown. <laughs> yeah, dark brown. Make it look like a pile of shit or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I want it to look like the shit emoji. <laughs> well, no, seriously, uh, Disney can do better than Rose Gold. Yes. Well, before we move on, just give me one out of five. Five being definitely gonna happen. One definitely not gonna be not gonna happen. What are we saying on that little Rose Gold? Yeah. What are we thinking? How um, colorway? Yeah. Three. Three. Drew. Uh, soft two. Soft two and uh, Ziggy. You got this. So one being not gonna happen, five being yeah. gonna happen. I said one point five. I don't. You know that. that uh, you know that book called The Rainbow Fish from when yes. we were children. Yes. That's yes. what I think it's gonna look like. The one with the rainbow scales. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. I think that's exactly what's gonna look like. That book slaps. It does yeah. slap. I think that's exactly what it's gonna look like. Great, great book. It does slap, and we'll go to an attraction that also slaps in the Magic Kingdom. Um, we'll talk about Astro Orbiter. Astro Orbiter, um, which sits on a top of Tomorrowland, has reopened for the public. It's a great ride. It eats up a lot of people. The only thing is you have to take an elevator to the top to get on it. It's exciting that it's reopened. It just allows more people to go in Tomorrowland and uh, eat up more crowds. Right have any of you been on this ride? I've been on it. I've been on it during the fireworks. Yeah, I would recommend. It's terrifying. Yeah, I've been on it. Yeah, I mean it's kind of scary. Actually, <laughs> Drew and Josh, I went on it together. We, on it. we, we were in the, we were in the same. Uh, Are you kidding? Yeah, we were in the same rocket. Jesus Christ! Wow, I never been on it because I don't want to deal with the elevator. It always looks like it's going to be like an hour of wait, so I just never bother going on. Yeah. Also, but, uh, you run the risk of you know getting killed. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it was too bad. I think honestly, if our rocket flew off into space. I want to complain if it like came off of the thing and flew off would have been cool but like it was it was fine yeah very jimmy neutron-esque <laughs> yeah jimmy neutron also slaps yeah oh yeah for sure we jimmy neutron i was uh, one of those little candies <laughs> well i don't know where to go on from that um but another big thing that has just happened in magic kingdom is the addition of a giant new cup holder known as the new tomorrowland sign uh the new tomorrow tomorrowland has been going under uh refurbishment to kind of bring it up to i would say kind of more of a futuristic type of feel as opposed to the steampunk feel that it was on before um what do we think about the new sign it does illuminate so it does look nice um very clean very minimalistic ziggy um i liked it with the lights off i loved it with the lights on i think it just looks awesome i think it's sleek it's smart the, those lights are so freaking bright it's just awesome you'll be able to see it literally from anywhere 
Will it get with sight lines? Who knows? We'll see when it's finished. But that's my that's my piece. Yeah, give me class. Yeah, I mean, I think I like it. Uh, I wish it was a little bit bigger. Um, but I think it looks really good with the lights on. Like Zig said, I think it looks great. Um, but yeah, just wish it was a little bigger. Um, but once once the backdrop is finished, once uh you know that area where uh, laugh floor is is done and kind of tied in with that sleek feel i think it's gonna look really nice so i'm excited uh the direction of Tomorrowland. well i know drew you were there today give me your takes on seeing it today yeah i was on location today i got to see the sign both uh lit up and not lit up and i gotta say it looks really really nice um as of right now it does look a little bit out of place because it looks like very sleek very clean and you kind of just look back to, at Tomorrowland and you go oh okay um, but like the the rest of Tomorrowland will catch up. But right now, new sign looks really, really cool, really nice. Yeah. Well, let's take the monorail over to the next park. F got. Oh, wait. Looks like the monorail broke down. Oh. oh you see, you guys see what I did right there? Oh, you rat bastard. <laughs> So if you didn't hear, the monorail broke down. It was leaving the Ticket and Transportation Center, heading from like the Ticket and Transportation Center to Epcot. It happened, the train initially lost power at 10.30, and then guests traveling the train were not rescued until closer to 1.30. So you're on this monorail for three hours. Yeah. No way. People, Holy shit, I didn't realize they were stuck for that long. Yep, people... It smells like Elephant House. Yep, people were... <laughs> people said that the train just kind of died. And it was off. They sent Reedy Creek to... Reedy Creek is the uh, fire department to come save them. They came, obviously, late. I guess they kind of went through the whole system of trying to get it back up and running. Clearly, it didn't work. We don't know what monorail it was, but it was heading over to Epcot, so you could do your own research on that. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. Um, would anyone like to sit on a monorail for three hours? I do not think so. Absolutely not. I mean, I think it is time for, uh, it's time for new monorails. I know they're expensive. Uh, I think there's, there's talk that there's some in production right now, uh, with, I think, I forget what the name of the monorail company starts with a B. Um, but I'm looking at a long list of incidents in the past year, two years of, uh, of just people being stuck on there, uh, no AC, doors falling off. So I think it's, it's definitely time for, for a new batch. Yeah, I would be shocked if we didn't see them, especially with the addition of the Skyliner. We'll continue on to Epcot. And we'll talk about some of the more entertainment cuts that we kind of talked about a little bit in last week's episode. You could go listen to that episode if you haven't heard it. But the Coco Puppet Show, which is a mariachi guy who kind of has a Coco from Coco Puppet and has him play music. And it's really interesting, really cool, like a cool way to incorporate Coco into the parks. But that said, it is a little weird. That show has been cut along with a couple others for the entertainment cuts. Um, yeah, I know, I know, Drew, you've seen it like once or twice. Yeah, I've seen it once. Yeah, uh, takes on it. I mean, it's cool. Uh, it was cool. It was interesting. Looks creepy. Um, yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say have... it, but I'm going to say it. It's a little creepy. <laughs> he looks like a burn victim. 
<laughs> like his face is all like like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, but it looks like <laughs> Freddy Krueger exactly, and he has like a striped something on him too. <laughs> um, I'm all for getting Coco more involved in the parks, but like that's not it. Yeah, that is not it. Um, someone that we all feel is not represented in the parks, and maybe the survey that we'll talk about has been a little indication of it is Figment. Uh, Journey into Imagination with Figment is kind of a great ride that we all love. Shout out Jenna, if you're listening. Shout um, out Jenna. Number one fan. Yep. Um, we love you, Jenna. Well, so Figment is a ride that our good friend Jenna worked on. Yeah, they sent out a survey talking about if people really liked it. Klaus, give your... Uh, I know you yeah, heard all so, that. So, uh, Disney loves to send out surveys, loves to see what guests like. Um, what they don't like, how they can improve on the parks. This one kind of said, hey, do you like Figment? Do you not like Figment? Do you want to see him more in the parks, less in the parks? So maybe maybe we'll see um, maybe additions of Figment in the park. Maybe we'll see uh, Journey to, into a, what is it? Journey into, I don't even know what it's called. Journey into Imagination, Imagination. with Figment. Thank you. I only, I only call it Figment, which is, it's my favorite ride. I love that ride so much. But uh um but yeah so hope maybe we'll see some uh refurbishments coming to that soon hopefully not because it's a great ride um great non-ip ride that is still intact so time will tell time will tell uh, you know what i'd love to see what's that andy figment 2 electric <laughs> you know what i would love to see i would love to see if they went back to the original version of the ride um it was when did it when did it close 90s early 90s mid 90s or so yeah around the time and everything yeah. else went i watched a couple ride through videos of the original and it was just abs it was it was incredible just the difference it was so i, I can't even describe it if you if you haven't seen it go look it up on youtube because it's 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 incredible yeah it um the original ride closed in 2001 and then opened back up in uh june 2002 so um a quick little refurb over but um yeah, the first one was so much better, in my opinion, but I never went on the first one, I've only been on this one. But I like this one as well. It's a lot of fun. Except the end. <laughs> yeah. The end gets you every time. The, the, the end, end gets you. It just the fucks doctor's you. face is the moon? Nigel. <laughs> Nigel. Dude, that, that's fucking creepy. Get his face off the moon. As, my, as my mom calls it, the out. acid trip ride. <laughs> that, Honestly, I, not too uh, far. Good song, too. Yeah. The part where you're where you're in the upside down room feels like yeah. a bad trip. Yeah, that is a bad, really trip. a bad trip. The whole ride is like, holy cow, what's well, going on? Obviously, the whole ride, the part with the butterfly where you're like coming through and it's there, That's and then magic. it's not. Yeah, that, that is bad. People, sorcery. people out there, at home audience, tell us how that works. Let us know. Yeah, if you know yeah. how that works, tweet us at the Magic Blitz on Twitter. If you don't know how it works. Still tweet us at, at the Magic hey, Blitz. I Twitter. don't know how it works. But you Jen, know what? Jen told me once, but I was not listening, so... God I'll damn have it. To, I'll have <laughs> to ask her again. <laughs> but anyways. Yes, well, anyways. Something that we're all looking forward to also going on in Epcot is the addition of the new roller coaster, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. The uh, Rewind. Uh, the permits have been filed to add show elements to the ride, which is kind of just proving that they're kind of on pace to open it up in 2021, which is when they're supposed to, or 2020, I should say. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I know we're all looking forward to it. Epcot needs another thrill ride since right now you have Test Track and Soarin' and Mission Space, yeah. So um, it'll be cool to get the addition of it, and um, I know we're all excited for it. And I'm pumped. I yeah. can't wait. I, I am over If you don't know anything about um, about it, it will have the first ever backwards launch on a roller coaster in Florida. So um, that should be interesting how they're going to pull that one off. Story coaster. Yep. That sounds like a story. Yeah, story, story coaster. coaster. Story coaster. Cannot. I don't know. Is it? It's going to be a great ride. Can't wait. It's going to be good. Yeah. Well, keeping with the story, um, Winnie the Pooh, meeting and greeting in the United Kingdom. I know that you can meet him in Magic Kingdom, but he's been taking the monorail over to Epcot to also meet some of his okay, wonderful fans in the United Kingdom. Pavilion. Are you gonna? Are you gonna catch Winnie the Pooh on the monorail? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you might. See him there, so that we get to this little, with his little lunch pail, he said, I'm on the move. <laughs> he was cool. the hottest person to evacuate the other day. <laughs> they couldn't get him down. He was stuck in his honey tree. But Just yeah. like a honey pot. This is big. I mean, uh, he's back. He said, chip, chip, cheerio, I'm back, bitches. And he uh, he knocked down his door. He's back in his old uh, meet and greet. And it's a really cool meet and greet. I think it's... Uh, it's, Christopher Robin's room. Yep, so. Christopher Robin's room, which I know um, Christopher Robin, the movie, um, did very well overseas in the United Kingdom. So, obviously, meeting there, I mean, and the whole thing makes sense, Ziggy. Um, they're also, they're really pumping up that UK pavilion. They got that going on. They got the Mary Poppins thing coming soon-ish. They really, I don't know, why, they're really trying to get people to go to World Showcase. Revitalization, yeah. 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 It gets all that in Epcot, so like they're like, might as well go. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Um, when someone first told me that he was back or he was gonna be meeting in in United Kingdom, uh, I, I I must have not been paying attention fully or just heard it in passing. My first thought was, what the fuck? Because in my head I thought it was like Winnie the Pooh was gonna be on the streets of London, like the actual country just meeting people I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's no disney in london what's going on here uh but then i was like oh shit then andy put together then, then i got my shit together and i was like oh shit okay, <laughs> pavilion yeah well just thought i'd share with classic mix up on that one the classic switcheroo so Moving over to Disney's Animal Kingdom, a ride that has been down since, I want to say, mid-July? I thought it was late, late, late June, early July, maybe? Yeah, late June, early July. Primeval World, which is located in Dino Land, which is the second thrill ride in Dino Land. You got Dinosaur and then um, Primeval World. Has been down, no testing nothing has been going on for about three months uh disney never came out and said why we've heard stories of mechanical breakdown we've heard stories of a tire brake falling off we've heard stories of something happening to a cast member which has happened before um disney never released what had happened but um it is back up and running and it is now going seasonal, which should be interesting. I mean, Ziggy, you love Dino Land. 
Um, to a degree. To I know, to a degree. Um, uh, yes. Th- thoughts on Primeval World? Well, going we seasonal? all know Primeval World <laughs> takes a life, um, you know, at least once every three minutes. Um, can't forget that. Um, but, you know, when a ride comes to its end, this, you, you know what, there's no pull the cord. There's no reason to keep it alive. It's it's really it's it's really it's unfortunate that they they really they, well they need this ride to be quite honest. Animal Kingdom would lose a ride. They can't handle that. Yeah, I agree with Ziggy. I think uh, I think just pull the plug on this one. It's been down for a while. Keep it down. I mean, it's we saw it was Stitch's Great Escape when it went seasonal. Um, then it eventually phased it out. So I don't think this is a uh, I don't think this is a good sign for not not only Primeval World but Dinoland as a whole. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, this is bad for Dinoland. Um, I think I think it's getting Stitch's Great Escape treatment. It will it will be phased out very soon. Um, bad look for Dinoland. Because yeah. then like you go to Dinoland, what is there? Is dinosaur? There's meeting and, and carnival re- games, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> How could I forget about the carnival games? And Tyreris flop spin or whatever. Triceratops spin. Why it do you not know this one? It's a long word and it's hard to say. I'm sorry. Obviously, there's the dance party too. Um, oh yeah, Chippendale grind is bumping <laughs> in the, <laughs> in the little the, onesie pajamas. The whipping and nay man. Yeah, you got Chippendale's uh, dance party. You got the carnival games. You got Triceratops spin. You got dinosaur, and then you got a couple of the other characters in their yeah, Dino Land overlay. And um, the playground, right? Yeah, and, and then you also have the and the German festival playground. The, the dig site. Yeah, shit's disgusting. I don't like how every time I walk in a Dino Land, I hear like Beyonce or something. It always throws me off. Not a fan, but just yep. want to go on record for that. I get that. I will say, talking about Primeval World today, I did while I was there. I saw a little girl very scared to be pulled on to the ride, only to be very relieved finding out that it was actually um, down and she won't have to ride it. So <laughs> I, I felt good. I guess pretty good. much Disney in a nutshell. Yeah, so I felt good for her. Um, but yeah, we'll talk a little bit real quickly about Disney. Um, value rooms have been remodeled into kind of a less Disney kind of just look more of like a basic hotel with small Disney touches. Um, 30% of all property resorts are going to be looking like this now. Um, Klaus, I know this was a big take with you. Um, give me your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of split on this one. I think it's, I'm a big fan of theming, a big fan of original stuff. So it's kind of hard to see, kind of sad to see, um, these rooms get changed and it's such like a vague uh, theming to them. But uh, at the same time, I mean, you have to look, these look much more cleaner than they do or than they did with the uh, previous look. Um, I don't know, it, it's kind of a, it's a double-edged sword with these. Um, it stinks, yeah, that the theming's gone, but it looks, looks a lot cleaner, a lot less tackier than they did, but I think they could have done a little bit better job of, of kind of revamping the theming but uh uh, it it is what it is i'm sure these will be re-themed in 10 years so we'll see ziggy i think the um the lack of tack as i'm calling it because they're so tacky i hate them concrete jungle um 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down. I don't care. I'm here for it. Make them nice. Update. Because, you know, there's so many of them. A bunch of them are still really old. We forget about that. They update hotels, but they don't update every hotel. Yeah. That is, I so, mean, you know. That's true. Um, Drew, quick take on the uh, vagueness. Um, last I'm all season. for it. Um, I was never a fan of the value resorts. Um, like they said, tacky. Uh, theming's great. To an extent, uh, you don't always have to take the theming home with you. So it's a nice, because uh, when you're at the parks and whatnot, sensory overload to the max. So it's good to get a nice little break from all that. It's a yeah. good point. I love, like, the new Pop Century. I think Pop Century is real nice. It's like Disney, but it's not that Disney. It's a hotel room. You're barely staying in your hotel room that, at that. So Yeah, but then you walk outside and your room, and it's like, holy cow. Yeah. Right back, in the, right back in the mix of it. Yeah, which, which is good. Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll take a little trip on I-4 and talk about Universal, where Tom Williams, the CEO of Universal Parks, held a conference today to talk about all new Universal stuff and an overview of the Orlando theme parks, where he called out SeaWorld, which we thought we were the only ones that did that, or I should say Drew is the only one that does that. We're the only ones with time on our hands that are able to do that. This is the CEO doing <laughs> Yes, I know. So, uh, Tom Williams, if you're listening, thanks for taking our advice. Yo, stay on your fucking turf, Tom Williams, <laughs> asshole. Jesus yeah, Christ. Stay away from fucking Blackfish. <laughs> Our next, you know, we'll come after you. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? We won't hurt Competi- you. Competitively. We won't Don't. hurt you. We'll come after you competitively. And we will fuel you to do better, and you will fuel us to do better. <laughs> you you won't like us when we're angry, because we will put together strongly worded arguments uh, against you in our podcasts and on Twitter. Uh, you don't want to end up in the same boat as uh, SeaWorld, so just just stay in your lane. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I mean, he talked a lot today about how he doesn't really see Disney as much of competition which is interesting since they're kind of their main competition but um i think he was kind of really talking about it more of a disney caters to the families and universal caters more to the older crowd obviously with like halloween horror nights and with more of thrill rides i think that's kind of what he was talking about um it's real interesting he also briefly talked about Epic Universe, which we went and talked about way back in our first episode. So if you guys want to listen to that way back in our first episode, you can see how much we've changed from then. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Uh, he said Epic Universe will probably be opening around 2023, 2024. Um, Ziggy, I'll propose this question to you real quick. With Tron being open, Guardians being open, assuming that Epcot overhaul has been done, and then the addition of Epic Universe, does that give more of a universal, more competition? What, are they then still considered competition? or I, I would say universal. I think you're thinking too highly of yourselves. Um, as I just wrote down in my notes, uh, Disney is in a league of its own. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there really is any competition. I think you go to Disney for the Disney experience. It's not an amusement park, it's a theme park. You go there expecting, you know, Disney. You go to Universal and you expect thrill rides, but you don't, you don't thinking like, hey, 
well, if this was Disney, yada, 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 well, you know, it would be a lot better if it was Disney. I just think the CEO is kind of running his mouth today, uh, and um, I think it's going to burn him. Yeah, I mean, uh, Klaus, I know you're an annual pass holder to Universal. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that his words maybe were not taken out of context, but maybe he just misworded what he was saying. I agree what you said, Josh, where, you know, it's two different audiences. We're looking at one for younger families, one for, you know, teenagers and up. So I think uh, I think they hold market share. I think they both have market share of their own. So I think that, you know, Universal's doing their own thing, Disney's doing their own thing. Mm. Um, I think that when Epic Universe opens, I think that's going to be very interesting because I think that's also going to be catering towards the younger crowd with I mean, what we're suspecting, you know, Mario, um, Nintendo. I think that's going to be very interesting to see because that's going to bring in the younger crowd more than, you know, kind of the thrill seekers. So I think it's going to be very, very, very interesting. Yeah, quickly going off that, he did mention today that he has not really talked about any of the IPs or really anything coming to Epic Universe in the temp that he thinks Disney might has stolen ideas in the past um which is interesting um drew what do you think about them kind of being hush hush on like pretty much everything that's undergoing in development to kind of hide the fact that disney might steal like to me that seems very far-fetched i don't really see disney with all their imagineers kind of going out of the way to steal their ideas but drew give me your take yeah first of all i just want to say very bold of universal ceo literally just to take a take like time out of his busy schedule just to shit on his competition and then say they're not his competition so i thought that was funny uh in terms of like being very secretive like what is what is, what is disney gonna do are they gonna take i mean they could probably take uh Hollywood studios from them so the, the whole idea of i was gonna say it i was gonna say it i was gonna say it i had to beat you to it but yeah i mean they basically stole when Universal Studios Orlando first opened, Disney opened up MGM because Eisner was like, hey, he was in a meeting. He was like, hey, I love this idea. I'm going to take it. I'm going to build it at Disney. So um, that's probably what they're concerned about. But that was also, what, fuck, like 30 years ago? So but, Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to, like, look at Mario and just say, all right, cool. Let's, let's uh, let's take the, let's fucking take a Mario character, bring it here. Um... And I think, when is this opening, 2023? Yeah. Yeah, roughly 2023. Um, I get it, but like at the same time, if you say Disney's not your, not your competition, why are you worried about them stealing stuff? So. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. That's Ziggy, a good point. what do you want to say? Um, I just, I have to say, I was, as soon as, you know, we were talking about stealing ideas i said well there was that time eisner totally just grabbed the whole studio <laughs> part right from them um i can see where they're still bitter about that um did disney do it better than them and eh, jury's still out uh is it better now oh yeah for sure and then eh, but it's happened before i can see it why but come on yeah just get over it buddy yeah if you don't know what uh we're talking about um back in uh, the early 90s, or the early 80s, 
Michael Eisner, former CEO of the Disney Company, decided to kind of steal the idea of Universal Studios uh, as more of a Hollywood-themed park. Um, Michael Eisner stole it. We had MGM Studios, now known as Hollywood Studios. Um, there's a really good video on YouTube about it. Um, yeah, I would say go check it out. You can look for it. We'll definitely tweet it. Um, because it's a good video. But um, talking a little bit about Universal. Um, Universal also kind of going into uncharted territories. Developing a theme park in Beijing, China. Um, right now, the closest competition would be Disney and Shanghai. Um, Shanghai to Beijing. If you guys are not familiar with ge the geographical locations of China. It is a four and a half train ride away. This is the fastest train, would be a bullet train. Um, they're kind of pretty far apart. But um, yeah, it'll be a new market for Beijing. I know, Drew, you want to talk a little bit about Universal going over to Beijing. Yeah, to me, this very much felt like, um, you know, when you, if you had siblings growing up, your older brother, sister, they're playing with a toy. They kind of get bored of it, and they just like, look at you and say here hey here you go i'm done with this you can have it uh that's what it feels like uh disney's done in asia disney has, has all their locations in china uh they got shanghai shanghai uh, and hong kong yeah but right. but universal i believe also has other places besides i think they have a shanghai and a hong kong yeah i mean it just it, i don't know to me, it's, it's really like it's only market. So. Yeah, to me, it's like an oversaturation. I think that most theme parks, I mean, especially Disney, I think they're done with the Chinese market, uh, mm -hmm. the Asian market as a whole. Um, I mean, if we're looking at uh, government-wise, policy-wise, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, not trade, trade stuff going on with China now, trade wars. So. I don't think that uh, the Asian markets are going to be a big target going forward for Disney, um, but we, we'll see, I guess. I think they'll pr tr probably try to move into European markets or something. But, yeah, uh, I definitely uh, see that happening. I will say uh, Universal Studios, Studios Beijing is scheduled to open in the spring of 2021, so um, that should be interesting. After the... Um, 2020 olympics which will be held in japan so kind of nearby like plane ride if you got all the tourists out there and over in asia um but talking about uh more theme park news SeaWorld uh ceo decided to quit after seven months they announced the ceo gus and torka uh, announced his resignation only seven months after getting hired. Yeah, Drew, I know you love talking to SeaWorld. Interesting? I don't fucking blame him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, don't blame him. I would not want to be the CEO of a shithole. Like so, honestly, I have so much respect for that man now. Um, if they're looking for a replacement... I'm right here. See, <laughs> world. Let me know who I should um, who I should send my application to. Uh, send my resume over. We'll just get this shit done. Listeners at home, you may be thinking, Drew, you shit on Sea World all the time. Why would you want to be CEO? 
so I can run that shit to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's his name? Gus. Gus Antorka. Yes. Yeah. Um, Gus Bus. I read the article. I think he uh, he was very frustrated because I think the board wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do with the park. Um, so he was like, "Hey, I'm just I'm just gonna leave." You know, like, all right. So uh, yeah, it's kind of tough. I mean, you're kind of getting thrown into a tornado there. Uh, spiraling tornado so um too bad yeah we'll see. yeah it's tough um, they also have their halloween thing going on right now and let me tell you it does not look fun yeah it doesn't really draw the crowds that all the other halloween uh events do in orlando so moving on over to park that we never really talk about but has decided to make a little bit of news uh legoland Shout out Legoland. Up Legoland. Legoland has Legoland. announced a new pirate hotel, which will transform your traditional family vacation into a unique non-stop pirate adventure. I'm expecting, kind of like the Star Wars hotel, exactly. just way less themed and I, more. I I pirate. don't even think this. I don't even think this can, like, call itself a hotel. I mean, I hate to call itself a hotel, but I know that a lot of people say we're negative on this podcast, but this is, this is, uh, the concept art they released for this, is, I laughed at it, because it looks like a Holiday Inn, just in Lego, just scattered around. Nickelodeon Resort? No, it's even worse than that, it's like, oh my cow. gosh. Yeah. It's um, literally a Holiday Inn, but, uh. Yeah, I think, I think the entire concept for a Lego hotel is garbage, not like I'm not trying to be negative. It's funny, like, uh, but if they were gonna do a Lego hotel, like, the only way I would want this done, turn me into a fucking brick man myself. <laughs> That's all I want. Turn me into a Lego, and then we're, then we'll talk. But uh, this resort looks laughable, as Klaus said. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, we'll move on to a question that I like to propose to the rest of the O-Town boys every pod, and this one has been on talks a lot throughout Disney Twitter. It's the addition of these new photo boxes. If you don't know, at a lot of the meet and greets, now they'll like Tony's Town Square Theater, where you can meet Mickey and Minnie and Tinkerbell, and in Arendelle, or in the Norway Pavilion, where you can meet Anna and Elsa, and a couple other places around the parks, like in Hollywood Studios, where you meet Chewbacca, at Launch Bay. Um, they now have these photo boxes where you it will automatically take about four or five photos of you. And those are the photos you get. There are no PhotoPass photographers where they will move kind of around you to get photos of your reactions or of your faces or those candid photos. That's not a thing anymore. So... Um, I mean, I know none of us really like it. Uh, I know we could go do an entire podcast on this. Um, we'll kind of just go in order. Zig, give me your quick take on it, but please, I please keep it short. I will. I will keep it as short as I can. I wrote down some quick talking points. Um, everyone knows I'm a staunch union guy. I'm all about keeping the jobs. We do not want to use self-checkout. This is exactly like self-checkout. Um... Photo pass. You go through hashtag cast compliment. I would say about 95% of them are photo pass ones. Those photo pass people work really hard out there. We all know one. We all 
know that it's like it's funny what they do it's laughable but when it comes down to brass tacks they're the ones on the front lines you know really creating the magic as we say in the business and to totally go and remove their job i think is is absolutely disgusting um and that's where i'll leave it take it away nikki klaus yeah i mean i wanted a uh a news story where i could be positive about but unfortunately this was dealt so same um yeah <laughs> i think that uh you know on twitter they had pictures side by side comparisons of actual uh, photo pass photographer pictures and these photo box pictures um and it was absolutely stunning the difference because the photo box i mean people were stepping in front of the photo box it was it was blurry it was grainy um but with an actual photo pass photographer they they captured some great pictures so uh it's, it's a shame um you know but hey this is we're in the era of budget cuts right now so uh, this is probably the first of many things that we'll see go away. So, Drew, what do you think? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's sad. Um, I mean, personally, I was never a big fan of uh, of photo of getting photos from a photo photo pass photographer, but I know many guests are. Um, just the interaction. Um, I mean, you never leave uh, getting your picture taken with a photo pass photographer. You never leave there not smiling um as ziggy said look through cast compliments a lot of them are photo pass photographers i think the work they do is great um and they really capture what a box like they capture things a box can't so i don't know it's, it, it's sad not great but josh what do you think you worked with uh, a lot of photo pass photographers in your day at disney working at disney what do you think um, yeah, I mean, something that I just thought about, there was a great picture on Twitter that we kind of mentioned of a little girl meeting Tinkerbell, and the little girl's back was to the photo box, and you could only see Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell's face. My question is, are these characters, are these entertainers being like, are they saying, hey, let's turn around and face this box? Like, it's interesting i don't like it at all i mean the benefit of having a photo pass photographer is that they can move around because when these little kids when even adults are meeting these characters they're not walking in and standing right next to them i know that firsthand they're moving to the left they're running around they're so excited to meet these characters that it's just like i i honestly hate the idea i think it's probably one of the worst ideas disney has ever had and i would be shocked if by january of 2020 they don't get they get rid of it because they're receiving a lot of backlash and disney is built on magic like those photos will last lifetimes and that's what they tell you when you go through all that training they tell you that those photos will be there forever and then I'm sorry, I'm not buying a photo for $17 or $18 or the memory maker for $200 when it's just a photo of my kid's back talking with a picture of Tinkerbell cost. Well, I was just trying to think of this week. I mean, with the news of uh, entertainment cuts, these photo boxes, what are other budget cuts that they could possibly do? A more reasonable thing to i mean just cut out of i mean i was thinking about merchandise lines they're they're 
they're introducing merchandise lines every month. I mean, there, there has to be a, a way where they can cut some of that and offset the cost of uh, these entertainment budgets and stuff, but I don't know. It, it just, it, it, it grinds my gears. Yeah, Drew, real quick. Then over to Ziggy, and then we're done on this topic because I know we yeah, can talk no, forever. Just, I just want to bring something up. Uh, we don't talk about him a lot, but Walt, his dream, he had uh, he had this great quote, you can design and create the most wonderful place in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. Keeps going yeah. back to that. Um, are you kidding me? <laughs> taking the people out, taking the cast members out, uh, it does, does not have the same emotional uh, effect. You, you cannot like the emotional I don't know what I'm trying to say here uh, it doesn't the experience it's with a person personability yeah it, the experience just is not genuine Ziggy I'm assuming Drew just kind of stole what you were going to say uh, yeah honestly that was it I just think there comes a point where um, okay. they, it's um, magic um, it's getting trumped by money and I think they can they can preach it all they want to us and how you know we make magic blah 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 blah, but um, when it comes down, yeah, they're cutting out the magic. Yeah, they really are. Well, to move on to kind of a better note, um, we do this little segment on here, which is an Imagineer idea where we all get to live out our dreams of being Imagineers, since none of us will probably be Imagineers. Um, well, I'll propose the question which is give a care give a character that needs more representation in the parks and then give me kind of a ride or an attraction idea that can go along with it we'll go drew klaus ziggy give me a character give me a ride attraction a restaurant quick service whatever something that needs more representation in the park it could already be there something small like how Rapunzel and Tangled kind of has that little bathroom area. Do they need a ride? I know. Um, or is it something that's not in the parks anymore? Something like Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, which was the first Disney character, or something like that. So, um, uh, Drew, you go first. Give me your give me your character and your representation idea. Uh, a character that is very underutilized is Hercules. I think you could do something great in Epcot uh, to go to countries, um, do some sort of like dark, like, some chariot sort of like dark racing. ride. What? Chariot racing. Ooh. Chariot yeah. racing. Something that like... being Greece. Chariot on with Greece. Yeah, I, I say make the Greece Pavilion, Boom. toss Hercules in there, and so, something, something that I think could be really cool, you do like a drop into the underworld. Ooh, Ooh, a little Hades action. I like that. Get Hades. Hades involved, get the villain involved. I so like that. I think Ooh, it could I like be that. really, really cool. Yeah, but with that villain side of things. Plus, let me just say, if you put the Grease Pavilion in, Greek food is great. So. That's true. That is a, that's a good point, Andy. I like that. Yeah, I like the well, architecture, too. Ooh, yeah, it I could like look this. really cool. This is all, this is all falling into place. Wow. Yeah, so, uh... Well... That's a, around. that's a great idea. Um, Nikki Klaus, you have your idea, your character, and your attraction. Uh, Ziggy, go first. I'm still thinking. All right. Um, so I was going to have Nick go first because I was still thinking. Um, mine definitely had something to do with um, nowadays we have the hunchback um, in Happily Ever After, and that's kind of it. 
I'm thinking maybe we could throw something in. I don't really know where, because I would think, you know, France, but that's hefty right now. But, you know, some sort of, you know, bell swinging, right? Something to do it, just like a cheap little, we could retheme an amusement park, just like something, and it's just the fun. Now, somewhere else to take the, the kids. It's not the best idea, but it's what we got this week. Come back next week. I will say, if you know Disneyland Paris, um, they have the RC Racer car, which is kind of, you get on it, and you go forward, and then you go back, and then you go forward, and then you go back. If they yes. have, like, a bell on each side, and every single time you hit a bell, and they have the music playing, something like that. That's that could a good be... idea. Oh, thank you. Um... All right, Klaus, it's your time to shine. Give me your character and your ride or attraction. Coming to a fantasy land near you. Ooh, and a spot. The Robin Hood archery experience. We're going to give little kids bows and arrows, and we're going to have them shoot at things. That is my thing. That is my time. All right. Um, assuming that by that you're meaning no, not real arrows. I would, no, absolutely real arrows. <laughs> absolutely real, real bows and arrows. Wild, wild west. They can do whatever they want for like five minutes. Okay. Um, well, that's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. But, um, yeah. I'll throw you guys my idea, which I kind of mentioned already. Um, I like the idea of Pancake Junction. Kronk from uh, Kronk's New Groove and um, from Emperor's New School. Um, Kronk is one of the most beloved characters from the 90s. He sells pins. He sells uh, t-shirts. A lot of people love him. Um, No representation in the park for Emperor's New School or anything like that. Um, Pancake Junction, an all-day breakfast restaurant somewhere on Disney property. I don't care where you put it. I think we need something that's like IHOP and people can go all day on Sunday and it'll be great and you could just have a Disney IHOP. I love it. Can we just retheme an IHOP? (laughs) You're right. Just just an IHOP on iDrive called a pancake. (laughs) I think it's a great idea and I would be um, just. No, I love it. I love it. It's great. I would, I'd be there every day getting my pancake there, on. There are so many times when I'm in the parks at like past noon, I'm like, oh shit, I want a waffle or I want a pancake. I, I don't I don't always like to wake up early for breakfast, so that would, that would be perfect all day breakfast. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Well, that'll kind of bring us to a close on this wonderful episode of the Magic Blitz podcast um we really got into a lot of things today talking about everything disney all the universal stuff all the epcot stuff um all the legoland stuff um sea world you can contact us directly at the magic blitz if you would like to hire our drew thompson um he does have his resume on file um but yeah drew uh quick some final words to all the fans yeah, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another beautiful episode. Um, we love doing this. We hope you guys love it too. Um, if you have any ideas for topics, imagineering ideas, uh, anything that we can do on the pod, anything at all that you want to hear us bring up on the air, don't be afraid to tweet us at the Magic Blitz. Um, we'd love some feedback from the fans. Also. I think I'm going to leave it out saying it. 
absolutely no Pandora slander at all. Keep that shit away. Um, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, never on the Pandora slander. Um, Nikki Klaus, uh, give me your little final words. Uh, people, thanks for coming. Follow us at the Magic Blitz on Twitter. We tweet gold bars. As always, no Disney transportation slandered. Don't want to hear it, but hey, we'll see you next week. Yeah, um, no transportation slander at that. And um, Ziggy Carlson, let me give you your final words. Um, great episode. Again, can't stress enough. Follow us on Twitter at the Magic Blitz. We literally are the funniest people on Twitter. Like, there's no one else. So, um, please follow us. That's pretty much it. Come down back. Yeah. Um, as everyone else mentioned, um, follow us at the Magic Blitz on Twitter. Please subscribe to our Spotify page. It all you just gotta do is press a button, and then all of our episodes, which come out on Wednesdays, we're gonna quote that uh, Wednesdays or Thursdays. Um, that will be downloaded right on your phone. Um, please comment on our iTunes page if you see us on the podcast page. Give us five stars if you liked it. Give us four stars if you kind of liked it. Give us three stars if you just didn't like everyone else but you liked me. Yeah, it's, thanks again for listening if you've made it this far. Uh, we really enjoyed doing it and uh, we're excited for the episode next week where we will talk about what happens this week. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for joining, and we will see you guys next time. See you, Vaco. Adios. the other night it sounded really good i'm trying to get to the game myself i got one friend telling me to do one thing and i wanted to know what your secret is well funny you ask ziggy our secret is a software called anchor no way way they told me to use anchor no way why they said it's the easiest way to make a podcast not only is it easy it's free anchor gives you everything you need in one place which you can use right from your phone or computer. There's tools that allow you to create and record, edit, and post your podcast. It sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's how we make money, with our five listeners. Thanks, Anchor. You're the best.